Welcome, everybody. This is The Art of Faith. It's a brand new podcast by Granite Creek Studios, and we're really excited to talk about art and the intersection between faith and culture, how the arts play a part of it. And I have a co-host. This is our very own Joel Fairley. He is an incredible local artist, and we're going to be looking at his pieces today and how his faith has informed his artwork. But there's some other things you need to know about Joel. He is a local pastor at First Baptist Claremont. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. First Baptist Church Claremont. Yeah, and he's just been a good friend. So this is our first episode of a, of a podcast. If you are listening, I'm glad you're listening. But I also want to encourage you to watch the podcast via video so that you can also see the images because, well, this is a... It's a podcast, but it's also a visual show. Regardless, uh, we will try our best to explain what we're looking at, but hopefully that will prompt you can. to actually take a look. It at is it. good to be with you all. Yes. Really. All right. And so, with you, Josh. Let's go. All right. So let's go. So Joel, you are an incredible artist. So what I want to do first is I just yeah. want to talk about your, your specific pieces and then maybe get into some other okay. questions. And then we have a litany of other questions that we have uh, in our pocket. And, but basically, we're just going to see where God leads us and uh, how he can inform your life and, and, and our lives as we grow and get more creative with our faith. Uh, one of the, the main ideas that we want to highlight is not only artwork in, you know, faith artwork, but we also want to highlight how faith is requires an artistic expression even whether you're not an artist or not um, I'm not an artist I can't paint anything I can't play any musical instrument but I love art but I know that my walk is uh, there's an art to it there's an art to faith so that's, well, that's basically what we're you know to. I would even say that you are a work of art yeah because of the one who created you and yes. loved you. Yes, and that is our scripture, Ephesians 2.10, That's right. where uh, Paul says that you are God's masterpiece, you are God's workmanship, Work. you are his handiwork, you are his artwork. And, and that's everyone. And that's everyone. Isn't that neat? And, and it's neat. That's everyone. And most people don't feel like that. No. Most people feel like garbage. And that's what we want to undo. We want to say, you are, you're special, you are God's unique individual, and he's got a specific plan and a purpose for his it life. It would be like everyone, God has the biggest refrigerator in the world, and all our pictures are stuck there with a magnet. How proud uh, we are, like we are of, his, of our own children's work. Yeah, and yeah. We, and we're perked we're there. I, I love that. And that's, so I, one of the things that I like to see myself, and actually I think that this is my calling, because yeah. um, in college I was, uh, I got hired on as a, in a museum as, a, as an intern, and then I just kind of got suckered <laughs> in and worked my way up, and I became a, a curator of a small museum uh, gallery in Santa Barbara, and then I became a museum director and I loved curating and putting together exhibits. 
And that's how I that's how there I view, you go. That's how I view myself now. Yeah. Is that as a pastor, I view myself as a curator of people rather than a curator of manuscripts or paintings. These you know. So it's like and I and I think that one of the one of our the famous sayings that we hear in Christendom or evangelical we should talk about evangel evangelical someday too. Yeah, someday. Uh, <laughs> uh, but one of the one of the hallmarks of uh, Christianese in the evangelical setting is that the, the church is meant to be a hospital for sick people, which you and I would totally agree with, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then the, but then the criticism comes in, it's like, the church is not meant to be a museum. Yeah. Or, and, but see, I have a problem with it. The yeah, problem with it is, is that I think that the church should also, should be a hospital for sick people, but yeah, it should be a, a museum for the saints. Okay. Because God wants to put his masterpieces on display. And so that's what well, I like. Well, doing. I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And let me see. Correct me if I'm wrong. But as a curator, mm -hmm. your job is to bring and is to display the very best of those pieces. So that, I just love what you said. Mm -hmm. about your role as a pastor to bring out the, as a curator, to bring out the best of yeah. those who are part of your body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and That's then, awesome. And it, it gets back to what we talked about earlier, is that we're God's workmanship, we're his masterpiece, mm -hmm. we're not his trash. No. So I think he wants to put us on display. Oh, He's absolutely. proud of oh, us. Absolutely. Let your light and, so shine before men yes. that they may see your good works yeah. and glorify yeah. your Father who is in heaven. Yeah, and so that's and God used my time in the museum industry to teach me that that you need to find the value what a in, life. in the beauty in people. And yeah, so, absolutely. So I love it. I love putting that, and I love putting people together. You know, I like putting certain different types mm -hmm. of people together mm -hmm. and seeing what God can do with them and as they partner together in mm -hmm. some in a ministry or whatever yeah or even a home group and then something beautiful comes out of that why don't you tell us about you what you do and why you do it okay so you're a pastor so tell us about your church i am the uh pastor at the cutest little church in the cutest it little is. town in the inland empire i agree in the foothill corridor i just it's a a darling little place it's uh, needs a lot of work but i have I have a congregation of um, I have a congregation that's been loyal to each other, mm. and I, I say it's a small co congregation. It's mostly small because of um, attrition through through death, and yeah. you know. Um, How long has it been there? I've been there almost that that church yeah. been there since 1950. Yeah, in a few years we're going to be at um, 75 years. That's amazing. It's amazing year. Yeah, it's amazing, um, and um, I have I literally have a member of the church who was on the cradle roll. Wow! And she's still there, and I have um, our church organist um, was there when it first started. That's amazing. And yeah, Janet and Paul Hodges. I know Mrs. Hodges. I went. You know Mrs. I Hodges. Do. I do. We, yeah. Sophia went. To she's the awesome. Yeah, she's just awesome. And Paul, um, Paul is a is a, a great art aficionado mm. as well. He's he uh, and he, when we had an art class before COVID, he was a member of my 
art class and just is really fun and and to see an engineer like he in his profession do art yeah is a trip it's just a trip and uh, his family is from Claremont and in fact they his family did the bakery that used to be there on Harvard I think oh, okay I forget what it was called yeah. sorry I forget what it's called, yeah. but but he was there, um, and and so we're at a church that we're on the crossroads of, um, like all the other churches coming out of um, a pandemic or hopefully on the tail end of the pandemic. Yeah. What do we look like yeah, after that? And yeah. I think we are discovering who we are, and I we are embracing the Holy Spirit, and we are asking the question collectively. Yeah. as a group and as a body. We are not asking the question, but putting the request before God. More, Lord, mm. more. Give us more. And we, we're we not gonna define what that more looks like. We're yeah. not gonna say, oh, it looks like people. It looks yeah. like financial blessing. More, Lord, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Yeah, I love, I love that. I, I think all of the pastors are at that point uh -huh. where they're just like, they just want they want Jesus and they want the Holy Spirit and they want it to be real. That's I sense that at the meeting today too. That in, it, wasn't that neat. Yeah. yeah, that's the that's the discovery that I found too yeah. as well. And I, you know I have been terrible at going to that meeting, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make it. We're gonna make yeah. it. We're gonna start going regularly. But um, just the it was very sweet <laughs> being with the local pastors. <laughs> um, I didn't feel any weird vibes or competition or ego or anything. You know of that. what? And, and that's pastors, we've got that problem occasionally. <laughs> it's just awful. But that's... that's that's a confession right there. We've got egos and yeah. problems. Well, that's kinda why I, I love this group that calls itself Love Claremont. Yeah. And it's uh uh because as a rule I don't I don't like to associate associate with a whole lot of pastors yeah I, I I because very few of us Josh yep. accepted very few of us um, walk in reality yeah and are real and are real it's 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 walking with a limp yeah. and know you're walking with a limp yeah it's a tough job I mean <sighs> you know it's just Either you have to be honest with your calling and where you're at, or you have to fake it. Yeah. And leaders are really good at faking it and lying to themselves. <clears throat> That's what makes them good leaders at times. Yeah. I'm not saying makes them godly <coughs> leaders, but just makes them leaders. But yeah. I, I think, <coughs> I remember when, I, when we first met, um, Steve drug us to recharge in Pasadena. And that's yeah. the first time I met you. <coughs> that's and right. I, um, God, I'm such a jerk sometimes. I just like automatic, this is a great thing for me personally, doing this with you, because I automatically prejudged you because you were a Baptist. But God has worked <laughs> in my heart and I have gotten over it. Yeah. And I just think it's because Baptists are so good at what they do. You mm. might disagree, but like from a, a Pentecostal perspective, you guys have got your act together. Mm -hmm. And so there was a little bit of jealousy about that that I had. So I prejudged you, which is a horrible thing to do. Well, Baptists have had history on their side. Yes. Because we're the oldest 
um, Protestant denomination in the nation. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So there was there was there was something there, and then um, Cheryl said, "Oh, there's this Pastor Joel here. He's the sweetest man. He has such a heart for Jesus." And I'm like, "Really? <laughs> that guy?" And then and then I and then we were worshiping together as a bunch of local pastors, and and then having uh, Pi Hop minister to us. And so that, that's kind of where I'm like, okay, I could like this guy. But what really got me to like you was not even hanging out with you, but it was seeing your art hanging at mm. Sanctuary. Okay. So that's what, that's what, so your artwork is what really got wow, me curious. Wow, okay. It, so it wasn't necessarily a conversation or sermons, but it was your, okay. your work of art. So the... Let's talk about how you became an artist. Okay. Because but, what, what you guys don't know is that Joel could probably quit his job pastoring and just become a full-time artist. Like, that's your temptation, right? Well, if it happens, no, I can't say bye-bye church because yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. I, 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 would love to, I would love to paint more than I do. Yeah. More and more. I would love to wake up in the middle of the night when I have an inspiration, go down to the studio, and, and whoop it out. Yeah. Um, but that's not reality right now. Mm-hmm. And um, no, eventually what I hope to have happen in my life is um, I will probably retire from the pulpit someday, mm-hmm. someday, unless I get my wish and I die of a heart attack in the pulpit. <laughs> I just, you want to die in the pulpit? That'd be awesome. Yeah, okay. You know, that'd be odd. Preaching mm-hmm. the Lord yeah. all of a sudden, scare the heck out of everybody else and it ruined their Sunday. Yeah. But man, that would be great to walk yeah. in and have... Walk into that pearly From gates glory to glory, and have, huh? have yeah. Jesus say, "Oh, dude, uh, yeah. dude, yeah, love that." But I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, but uh, but I would I I I would love to explore. I would love to do art for the rest of my life, and and I have some um, literary things that I'm trying to bang mm. out right now, and. Um, get things going that way. Still on the creative end, yeah, and all of that. Um, I. As an artist, I I did art all my life. I was born to draw. I was drawing all the time. In first grade, when we were learning how to write um, our T's on mm. that on that paper with wood floating in it, yeah, 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 <laughs> and the and the the lines, yeah, um, I could I I never could finish the the little paragraph we're supposed to write and copy down. Because I was always turning my, I was turning my letters into people. Like I write a T and I say, oh, eyes live there. Wow. And I put, and, you know, and just that day and age. Yeah. Wouldn't have been nice if my first grade teacher said, oh, this is awesome. This is great. Uh, first grade. Lady. Oh, no. She was. Got a C minus. This is not Major, what we do. Yeah. Why are you, grades. you know, my, my mom said, why are you so late to school? Just stay after and finish my sentence. Anyway. So, but it wasn't until 2012. Remember, I've been painting all my life. Yeah. I've been given paintings away, and I've been painting, and even illustrated some books and uh, for some people. But I, it wasn't until 2012, nine years ago, I gave myself permission to call myself an artist. Mm. That's a big deal, right? It's a huge deal. That's like somebody saying, 
I'm going to call myself a prophet. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and the and it because there's all kinds of pressure because when you say an artist, what's the first first thing out of your mouth? Oh, have I seen any of your work? Yeah. Have you sold anything? Are you in a museum? Are you making a living at it? Um, no, but I have to tell you that revelation to me was as liberating to me as anything in my life and allowed me to be creative and paint. Um, and I, it, because there is a tyranny, we inadvertently, especially um, those who love us, there is a tyranny that is put upon us. It's they mean well. Yeah. It's, but the tyranny is this, you're painting, you're doing something. The question is, what's this for? Yeah. That's yeah. a tyranny. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden you have to come up with, and especially being raised as a Baptist, um, all of a sudden I feel guilty. <laughs> Why am I doing this? Yeah. Because, you know, guilt is just around the corner right. for a Baptist. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what, you know. Um, That's funny. And, uh, um, and so I, you, you begin to say to yourself, why am I doing this? What is this for? And usually, and when it's, when it's for something, then you're justified in being able to spend the exorbitant amount of time, um, more time than your family would like, perhaps, yeah. doing it. And... And then I, and then later on, around 2012, around that time, I begin to embrace the joy mm. of being able to create and being able to paint and being able to paint whatever I want without having to explain it yeah. or justify it. The piece that drew me to you that was like who is this pastor joel fairley guy that also paints cool art was your superman series or yeah. your s backwards s backwards series your s backwards series and so you had a series was it they call it a crest the s the i call it the shield the shield the okay. superman shield so you took uh this the s up from the superman shield which uh -huh. is the iconic superhero logo iconic right? it it is probably one of the most recognized symbols. I was in India. Hmm. I was in India with children. And they knew what it was. And I had on a Superman t-shirt. And, I, and as I, it was in the morning and these children were waking up in the children's home getting ready for school and we were doing a short-term mission trip there. And I walked out into the hallway, marble floors, marble walls everywhere in India. Walked out into the hallway of this children's home. A chorus. Superman! Everybody knows Superman. Everybody knows who Superman is if they've never seen Superman. Well, I mean, I know we'll have to do an entire podcast right. on the mythology and the Christology of oh, Superman. So absolutely. That's, that's a no-duh. Yeah. Um, but you took that, that shield and you worked it and reworked it and you flipped it backwards. Yeah. And how many S's did you make? Do you know? I think I think there is as 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 many as a dozen, if not more. Yeah. There may be more out there, so if that I can remember. And and what I remember is that there were, it was clearly recognizable. But yep. the one that I'm looking at right now This wasn't there. 
This was okay. I didn't think it was. It's not there. Yeah, that wasn't there. Okay, so this, this is one, one of the newer ones. This is a newer one, and what's it called? What, this one's called Random One Hundred One. Random One Hundred One. You can, if you look at it, initially you can't see it, but if you spend a little time and maybe tilt your head a certain way, you can see the Superman S in there, the backwards S. You can, and. So you, you kind of pushed it, right, to something that was recognizable, to something you need to take some time yes. to see. Yes, that's, and that's, that's kind of the, uh, that's just sort of the reason, that's the pathology behind all of this, is mm-hmm. I'm, I, want to, I want to push the outside of the envelope. Yeah. You know, just like, um, and, and so maybe, maybe the next reiteration of this is even more abstract and more, um, it deconstructed. Let's say that. Yeah, yeah. This is this is probably what I'm doing with this is deconstructing it, uh, and uh, so. But how this came about is the fascination with it is, um, you know, I've always liked comic books and I've liked and I collected them and I like Superman. I collected um, Superman comic books, even though the Superman comic books weren't even early on weren't nearly as interesting as the Marvel stories. They, they just weren't, yeah. and now they are. Now, now they're, they're fine, Got it. and everything's good. Um, but uh, but what happened is this all happened to me in like my 40s in my adult life hmm. when I started doing this, and I just sort of I started going back to to my roots as a child, and I I remember being fascinated. Well, my Superman is the Adventures of Superman on television. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, faster than a speeding yes. bullet, more powerful than a locomotive. Yeah. It'll leap tall buildings at a single bound, that kind of one. And um, it was in black and white, and I had mm-hmm. a black and white television. I had no idea. I had no idea what his costume looked like. Hmm. So a couple of things happened. First of all, um, they showed his. They showed the shield, the S. It, I didn't know it was an S as a kid. All I saw was those interesting shapes in the shield of the negative spaces negative space. that made the S. And that's what you're working out here, too. That's, that's, that's yeah. full of negative space, yeah. right? Yeah. I was fascinated yeah. by that shapes. And it wasn't, and then it was until later, a while later, oh, he's Superman. That's an S. Yeah. I got that. And, and then he came out in color. Then we got a color TV. And then I saw him in the comic books. Wow! Then it is and the, then the he was world. this beautiful yeah. uh, picture of the primary colors working in sync together. And so, um, so starting with that basic thing, and then, and then you want to do, um, you know, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to get in trouble with DC Comics, and you know, and have that. So I turn it around backwards. Oh, that's why you did it. Huh? Yeah. Okay. And so I can just say. And the other thing is, I can play on words as a as a follower of Jesus, and you know, and Christian, and, and semi-religious, and you yeah. know, sometimes I do things s backwards. No, you don't. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, and so I love it. so things things can be s backwards for us followers of Jesus. Absolutely. And uh, so, um, and then I just decided to uh, so all those series of paintings are explorations of. Uh, the primary colors, expanding the boundaries of what you can do within that S, changing yeah. the shape of the basic shield, yeah. and all of that. 
Would you say that this is uh, surrealism? Yeah, there's some surrealistic feeling to it. Feelings going to it. There are some things, and I think that's my there. first attempt at it. Okay. Um, and I, you know, when you look at surreal, surreal art, you, as a layman, you look at those things. Yeah. And you say, well, that's that's awfully random. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. And um, and one of my favorite. Um, I call him surrealist, um, and he may not, I think he just calls himself a painter. Um, he's also an illustrator. His name is Mike Wilkes. Okay. He's out of, he's out of England. Hmm. And he had a book that I'm fascinated with called The Ultimate Alphabet. Okay. And what he did is he did this very thing with the alphabet and just blew it out. Okay. And so he has these beautiful panels in this book of everything that he can think of that begins with a certain letter. Wow. So A, all the A words that he can think of and paint. B, all the way down to Z. And he's cramming them all in there. Cramming them all yeah. in there. And he puts them in different interesting settings, and it's a fascinating, fascinating book. Awesome. All right, let's go to your next piece, okay. The Dragonfly One, which I think is really pretty. Uh-huh. Aesthetically pleasing. Yes. Right? Yes. Does it have any other deeper meaning besides being aesthetically pleasing? The deeper meaning is I just was, I love the color of green. Yeah. And I was just having fun. Cool. That's all this is. This is just, this is a complete abstract. I had no plan. Nope. The only thing that I, the only thing that happened that was planned is once I got all the green and all the other colors painted in there, I asked a question. What would live there? Mm. And I asked it a I asked the question of the painting and I asked the question of myself, what lives there? What was going to live there is not there. Hmm. <laughs> it, I I thought, well that's that's what I'm gonna put there. And then yeah. no, I'm not. I that's that great. it was the it's the shape of the it was the shape of the dragonfly. It's mm -hmm. the shape of the wings. And to me that, um, and I'm going to use a big pretentious word, I'm sorry, that juxtapositioned yeah. itself into the painting. I love it. All right, let's go to something deeper then. Let's do your this, this piece that's in your church. And so this is obviously a heart. What's the name of it? This is this was created for our um, Stations of the Cross ministry that we do that we have done from Palm Sunday through Easter, mm -hmm. and this is this was for the station um, Jesus comes back to life. So you have a tree coming out of the heart, right? Well, this what it is is the heart was there, mm -hmm. and I just wanted I'm I just really wanted uh, this was no thought whatsoever. Okay, in it for the most part. Um, so I there's there's some drips that you see on mm -hmm. it, and and there's some um, collagey type things going yep. on, and I just wanted to do that for the texture pieces. The drips come from a fantastic artistic product that's not intended to be artistic, but Gorilla Glue. Gorilla Glue, right? That's awesome. That's all Gorilla Glue. And um, that is dripping there, and it creates this super texture, and it puffs as it dries. 
which is really, I think it should be used more for art than it, to mm. put things together again. Um, but, uh, and then so it was this heart. And so what we have is, and then I was playing around with gold paint and also the colors, and then I have this heart. And I tried to create some ventricles and stuff like that. Yeah. But what we're, what, we're, what we're seeing is, is that um, we have the gold of heaven infiltrating the dead heart of Christ. Oh, wow. And then death is pouring off I see it. the heart yeah. in that black. And um, and this was probably that was that was very unthought out as well. Hmm. And I sometimes like the paintings that aren't thought out very well. So were you just like in the flow on that one? Yes. Okay. Yes. The only thing I had. To, yes, it was. What am I going to do with this? It's a recycled canvas. Yeah. Um, we need to fill out the uh, we need to fill out the exhibit. Then it just came to you. Let's see what we got. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right. And then the last one, what did you call this one again? This is called Me and My Shadow. Me and My Shadow. And I think I get it. Okay. Um, but uh, that's obviously you. Well, obviously, it, I yeah, right? it's me because I can relate to it. Yeah. This was born, this painting was born out of a doodle mm. that I did. And I, and I remember I was, I always, I always draw during staff meetings. So I don't know if your team does that when you have a staff meeting. I do have one guy that doodles all the time. I would, yeah. if I were in your staff meeting, I would be doodling. <laughs> and it's not, and I would be drawing. And it's not yeah. because it's boring. It's because I want to pay attention. I want to listen. Yeah. I was, um, you know, I was in a staff meeting at a, at a church, a large church that I was on, that I was a mem member of the team, and I, I was on staff, and we were going through it. And this is probably a reflection of where I was at the time, and I think still am, in relationship to the rest of the staff on the church, is that they, they seemed and worked hard at portraying that they are really good Christians and good people and great faithful followers of Jesus and don't have any issues. Right. And I'm sitting there in this atmosphere. Um, I'm, I'm too old to be, <laughs> to be denying my issues. I'm too old. I, yeah. I don't have the energy. Yeah. I don't have the time. So I was just, I was sitting in that situation, so I started to draw and doodle. And I, and I thought, well, what, what's my shadow look like? Mm. And so I just created this hideous thing behind me because I know, um, and, and then the, the, the reaction to, the, to this, and this, is, this was not something that was easy for me to share. Yeah. Because... People will look at it. I did put it on Facebook. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I. People will look at it, and their comments are, "Well, that's not your shadow. That's a pretty ugly shadow." Yeah. And the point, as I'm trying to say, is, yeah, it is. And. And I hope that, 
I, I would hope that this would encourage people to, to explore and understand. To me, it's a victorious painting. The reason mm -hmm. why it's a victorious painting is because I know what's there, and I know that that is temporary. And we all have them. Yep. And the good news is my shadow has already been dealt with. Yeah. Has already been dealt with. It's already been conquered. There is no power yeah. that my shadow has over me. It's there. It's present. Mm -hmm. At times it's monstrous. <laughs> but all it all it is is noise. I love it. I mean, it's, I mean, I wouldn't hang it in my house. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, if you compare your dragonfly piece yeah. with this piece, I mean, they're completely different. Yes. They um, are. And this one obviously has something to say. It has and, something to say. You and know, it... the Bible tells us that our hearts are desperately wicked, which is an honesty that most people don't want to see or deal with or address. Or they say, well, but. But God took care of that. Jesus yeah. took care of that. And so we don't, you don't have a shadow anymore yeah. because Jesus took care of it. I'm telling you, until I'm ejected out of this flesh, mm -hmm. homeboy's going to have a shadow. That's right. Going to have a shadow that needs to continually be brought into, into the, the blood light. of Christ. Yes, into the light. Into the light. Yeah. Okay. Last week, I asked you a question. Okay. I said... Gauguin or Picasso? Okay. You said Picasso. And I said Picasso. So, I have a gift for you. What? I have a prize. Okay. Um, when, I had, when I was directing a museum in South Carolina, I opened up a gallery at the same time, and I displayed local artists in that gallery. And I bought two pieces. So I'm going to keep one, and I'm going to give you the other one. Wow. So we have, we're going to have, and it's from the same artist, okay? Uh-huh. So I'm going to show you the Gauguin first. Okay. So I, uh, by the way, I, I, I went to visit, I visited, revisited Gauguin stuff. Yeah. I get it. You get it. Okay. I get it. So this is a local artist, um, and he painted both of these pieces, but this is his interpretation of Gauguin. Yeah. Go ahead and uncover it. Oh, wow. Okay, so you can obviously see the influence of Gauguin with the green and then just the features of the gal and the colors and the pastel yeah, feel to and, it. And the, and, and the heavy geometrical shapes. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I love so about that. I love this one. So this is mine. I'm going to keep it. I love that. But if you would have picked Gauguin, I would have gave you this one. No. But she is, uh, I'm assuming a prostitute. Mm -hmm. I mean, the guy that painted it came out of, I mean, he was an outsider, they call it outsider artist, so yeah. not traditionally trained at all, yes. self-taught, and he actually, yeah, you're, you're, an, <laughs> you're definitely an outsider I'm an artist. outsider. Um, and then he uh, had a disability. But while I was there, um, he, he became famous in, in the lowlands. Oh, I love that. Isn't that great? Love and it's painted that. on a sheet. She's fascinating, right? And so this is your gift from me to you from okay. artist Willie Evans. Louie? Willie. Oh, my God. Oh Isn't my he great, God. though? 
And oh, the, the it's colors, fabulous. and then very Picasso-y, right? Very Picasso-y. Oh my gosh! Painted in 1994. What a gift! Oh my gosh, that is so great. I'm so I'm so glad I'm so glad to share this with, with. Um, you know, to to those of us who are listening, and those of you who are listening, this is absolutely genuine. None of none of this is scripted. Mm -hmm. None of what we're doing. So my love and appreciation for what he showed me is not okay. I don't. I've never seen these before. So you're seeing, you're seeing emotional reaction and an emotional response to to art, and that what is what is happening to both of us as we have looked at art, mind and all this, is we are having. We are having a, an experience. Some people mm -hmm. call it a spiritual experience, but the intention of art is to create in us uh, an experience. Mm -hmm. That's what all. That's why artists paint. That's yeah. why writers write. That's why composers compose music to to create an experience for you and I. Yeah. And that experience can can take you to all levels of emotion. Wow. Wow. I mean, the abstract has Ugh. that negative space. I'm sure you see it oh, with the oh, black. It, that's just, first it, it just pops the yellow, it right? It pops, it yeah. pops. It's just great. It's just a, it's 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 a really it's a perfect composition. Both of these pieces are um, fantastic compositions. Yeah. You know? And the other reason why I wanted to give it to you is because I know that right now your heart is for racial racial reconciliation, mm -hmm. and that's where you're praying, and that's mm -hmm. where you're absolutely investing in, in time. And what I like about these pieces is that you can feel the oppression in them, both from, of them, both of them, from somebody that was living. I mean, and I and I was in those communities, and you know, being a boy from Southern California. Like, I didn't really think that racism existed. But when I got out of my environment and when I was put into another environment, I was like, oh my gosh, this thing exists. This is awful. And so, I, you know, and I lived in a black community. And so that, I think that's why I bought these paintings. Wow. Because I is that where you bought them? When you yeah, were... yeah. Okay. Yeah. Charleston, oh, my goodness. Charleston, South Carolina. So uh, I want to talk about I want to talk about the Gauguin-esque yeah. one, uh, which I really, I, I just love. You want to change your mind now? No, I'm not okay. going to change. No, no, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> I almost swore. Okay, no. Okay. <laughs> um, no, the re the, what I like about this is, um, is there is, the only thing to indicate the center is is the line separating mm. the two walls, yeah, yeah. indicating the two walls. Um, he's had he's had the audacity to load most of the color mm -hmm. on one side. Mm -hmm. It's pretty bold, huh? Pretty bold. And I, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have been able to pick that out. But you being an artist, you picked it up. No, he he loaded all he yeah. loaded all of it, and so and so what it what it what it does is because she's not front and center in the painting, you know she's she's the chair is not there. It would have worked if you put the chair in the middle yeah. and she, have her sit there, and that's it. No, 
it, but it it's more of a focal point because that all that color, which which the um, the woman's dress shares with that big jar or yeah. that big vase, that big blue vase, that big blue vase takes us right into her and right into her pain and emotion. And what's the first thing you see is those eyes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're just downcast, and you can feel her face. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's gorgeous. Yeah. And even even, uh, and I think this is the beauty of art. I know that this is a these are all statements addressing a very difficult human condition. Yeah. But what do I feel looking at him? I feel joy. Mm -hmm. I feel. Yeah, and, and Mr. Willie Evans was a joyful man. Older, um, again, disability, like he couldn't speak, and actually his hands were twisted too. Oh my goodness. And, but he was so full of joy and so happy to have his work displayed. And I love doing it. My, one of my favorite exhibits I've ever done. Wow. And he had big, giant pieces. I bought the, some of the smaller ones, but... Oh, I know. My goodness, I was, that was that was fun. Okay, changing subject. Yes, prophecy. Okay, so let's let's define the two prophecies. We got to do it quick because we're running out of time. Yeah, but uh, what's the difference between end times biblical prophecy and personal prophecy? End times biblical prophecy is to me is rep of course represented by the Book of Revelation. Yeah, which. Um, real quickly, would somebody, would somebody uh, compared the Book of Revelation with Picasso's um, <laughs> Guernica? Yeah, yeah. With that, that it's this emotional expression of a truth that is happening, and Revelation is a is an emotional expression of a truth that will come. What God is going to do? Yeah. And, and he let John give that to all of us to look and see, this is what we know. What do we know? Jesus is coming back again yeah. in victory, in a triumph. Yeah. Yay. Period. Yes. That's what he wants us to know. Personal prophecy is prophetic, is I believe for me in the prophetic gifting is to discover through this gifting what God is doing and what God wants to do. Yes. And it's, for the most part, it's glorious yes. and exciting. Mm -hmm. that's, and that's what I want to do. And so maybe through my art, especially through the, you know, the Jesus coming back to mm -hmm. life, what God is doing is bringing life, is victory over death. This yeah. is, so in one sense, that's prophetic. Amen. Prophetic, Personal prophetic you. ministry is, you know, in addition to the scriptures, is a compass, a specific compass for me in my life and where, where I'm to go and where I'm to hit mm -hmm. and what I'm to stick to even when times get hard. And whenever I have been prophesied over where it resonated with my spirit, right? Shut up, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, and just like, you know that God is speaking to you and you alone. Mm -hmm. Like, I treasure that, and every believer needs to have a prophetic word given to them. 
Oh, everybody. Everybody. And, it, and it, it's, it's, a, it's God's vision for the creative thing that he wants to do in their life. So I'm, I'm passionate about that. You know, the downside of personal prophecy is there's always some idiot makes a mistake and hurts somebody. And, and it becomes about, it becomes about yeah. opinion and bias. Yes, which is... And, and really what, what I, I want when I give you this prophetic word is, is I just want you to straighten out exactly. your life because you I bother hate that. me. I hate that. I want you to, like kind of what you talked about earlier, I want you to conform to what I want you to be. Or, exactly. Yeah, and that's like, exactly. I want to correct your behavior. Right. But uh, as we look at Ephesians 2.10, mm -hmm. we are God's masterpiece. We are his craftsmanship. We are his work. And he's got a great plan, a painting of our life, if you will, whatever he wants. So what I want to do mm -hmm. in the Art of Faith podcast mm -hmm. is that I want to give our guests a prophetic word through art. Absolutely. So I have one for you. Okay. I have picked a painting. I prayed about this. Oh my gosh. I know. It just gets better and better, doesn't it? Yeah. So oh I picked a painting. Okay. So I, I asked God, okay, so God, if you were going to speak to Joel through a painting, what is his life? And I don't know. I got this one. I believe God gave me this one. And... It doesn't look like anything that you've done. It doesn't have okay. to. Remember, it doesn't yeah. have to. And if it's just me because I like this piece and I like you, then, then it's my bad. But I do think that your life is in this work. Okay. There she is. Oh, my gosh. Do you know it? I, I've seen it before. Yeah. Please. It's the Gentar altarpiece by the Van Eyck Brothers. Van Eyck. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, Hubert and Jan Van Eyck. Wow. Now, it is a huge triptych in yeah. Gantt, right? Yeah. Still there. It's called the Adoration of the Lamb. And it's very busy, right? Very busy, but... There's a lot going on. It's <laughs> super complex. Mm -hmm. It's hierarchical in its feeling, right? Because mm -hmm. you see all the different levels, mm -hmm. the different sides, and it tells a full story, mm -hmm. kind of complicated. And so when I was looking at it and I was thinking about you in your life and even in your relationships, mm -hmm. it's been a little complicated, but God's always been there. You've, so, you, it, it's perfect. It's perfect. You've found yourself in hierarchical structures that you didn't necessarily like or felt trapped in it's like you have been boxed into these yeah panels. yeah yeah um that's what that's yeah. what it, church culture and especially yeah. denominational church yeah. culture can do and you know as a baptist that's what mm. i'm trying to change is the culture yeah. of that and this is but this is gorgeous and then the, the two ad the adam and the eve completely separate on yes. both sides yes yeah like that says something to me about you and what you've mm -hmm. had to deal with in life mm-hmm and the separation, right? Yep. Um, yeah. And again, it's a busy and this piece. is this is a prophetic word, basically that God showed you this. Yeah, it's yeah. not something. Oh, yeah. I like this. Yeah. You didn't force this yeah. into a prophetic word from the Lord. 
And that's probably the key. Mm -hmm. You said, what do you have to say to, to Joel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is what it is. Yeah. So this is, so this is really to look, I'm gonna take a lot of time to look yeah. at this and pray over this mm -hmm. and say, God, what do you want me to know in this? What are you mm -hmm. showing me? Not yeah. what Josh says. Yeah, yeah. In addition, in the midst of all the busyness mm -hmm. and all the framing, what's in the middle? Right in the middle and yeah. then the bottom? Yeah. Or the, yes, the that. That. Oh, I got that. Yeah. Why do you think tears came to my eyes? Yeah. Now, if I would have thought through it a little bit better, that I would have blown it up. So when you pray about it later, yeah. when you look at it later, um, blow up that section right there okay. of the actual altarpiece. And we have the Father, we have the Son, and we have the Holy Spirit. So we have the Trinity right in the middle. Right in the middle. But He's the one that, that you need to look at. It's this, this, this perfect Lamb. Now from our perspective, it looks kind of small, but like, it's just so incredibly detailed. Now what I like about this Lamb, you know, He's got some blood coming out of Him into a cup. But if you look at this lamb's face, <clears throat> I saw Superman. I, he's, he is a hero. Oh, okay. So he is... I've got to see that. And Wow. Wow. And I think it's true for you. It's true for me. Life gets overly complicated, but in the middle of it, hard to see, is a very powerful Savior. And he's looking... A very powerful Savior. Very powerful Savior. And he's, he's triumphant, and he's looking right at us, and he's offering us communion. Yeah, yeah. So, your work is the adoration of the Lamb. So, I don't know who our guest, next guest will be, but we'll mm -hmm. find out who it is. And then you and I are going to pray about... Pray about what we're going to do. Gonna, perfect. Yeah. That, that's, that's perfect. And that's... Hmm. It's... it's I'm overwhelmed, and and um, I, I am, um, I'm really overwhelmed by this. This has been an extraordinary experience for me, um, and I, and I, uh, I'm going to give you a piece, but but I was going to give you a piece, anyway. Mm -hmm. So I just want to make sure that you understand that it's. Oh well, Josh gave me a piece, so <laughs> let okay. me see. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I told you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I was um, when I was already, I was already when I picked the when I picked, when I picked the piece, up, and I said, oh, I'm going to give this to Josh. Mm. I'm going to give you that. I love it. My favorite. I'm going to give you. Yes, that. thank that's you. That's the one. That's On, honest. I honest. I got the dragonfly. Got the dragonfly. I play. love it. Yeah. And green's my favorite color. Me too. Yeah, figures. Yeah, I mean, you have to have light green because it's, you know, God's favorite color. It, why? Huh? Why is light green God's favorite color? Why is green? I don't know this. You, trees, flowers, um, grass, oh, okay. everything that grows is light out green. of the ground is green. <laughs> okay. it, no, I love all I thought greens. you had some scripture reference. Oh, I don't okay. know. No, okay. I right. just, please. You know that you know what color, um, you, you know, uh, artists quite artists play paint their favorite with their favorite color quite right, often. Amen. So anyway, all right, there we go. The art of faith. We're all done. That's our first one in the can. It is a blessing to be with you, and I hope that our 
self-appreciation for one another um, is contagious, but more than anything, I hope you, it's contagious of our love for the Creator. Amen. 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 Thank you guys for watching. See ya.